you're listening to Voices of Value, a selection of valuable insights designed to help you get more out of your professional and personal life through simple and easy-to-adopt life lessons. If you're keen to enjoy a better quality of life at work and at home, sit back and join the conversation with your hosts, Peter Kakos and Rick Rushton. Voices of Value, Rick Rushton here with my good friend Peter Kakos and our very special guest who's hung around for part two, Peter, and of course that's Richard Day, human potentialist and absolute coach of the highest order. Oh, didn't Richard share some amazing things with us last episode? So we want to continue the discussion and um, and keep tapping into that brilliant mind of uh, of Richard Day. Particularly loved how we spoke about the the purpose and values and behaviours and just um, just to reopen that loop. Richard, and, and welcome back. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> Just want to reopen <laughs> that, uh, that that uh, that loop on on purpose because I I think a lot of people at times would struggle to find mm. that purpose and so forth. Mm. And I just wanted to to just see if there was another tip or another life hack that you could um, potentially give us around that. Sure. People do struggle with the concept of purpose. So one of the things I ask them to do, which may be helpful to your listeners is to think about a group of their friends or people they respect that are in a room and the individual, that person's not in the room, but they're outside the room and they can hear what people are saying. And the question is, what would you like to hear them say about you? And so if a person then stops and reflects about that, they can then say, okay, so what, what would I love them? What would I love to hear them say? And whatever that is, right? Whatever that is, that person imagines they'd like to be talked about how they'd like to be talked about that should be the starting plate for crafting their purpose Mm. and the other thing about the purpose which i think people sometimes get a bit tricked up and it's not it's it's a very simple sharp powerful statement because unless it is then it may be lost Mm. and and i often ask people when I'm working with them as a coach, we establish their purpose very quickly. Yeah. And and then you can reflect the behaviour back and say, so, hey, Rick, how do you think the behaviour you just demonstrated with to me aligns with your purpose? And see, again, it's just a question. Mm, yeah. And they, they, they come up with the answer. They'll go, well, it, it doesn't. And so you coach the gap. Yeah, but yeah, because – and I think you said earlier, Peter, in the previous session, you said – Force versus flow. Flow, yeah, yeah. So that's such a cool concept, and I love it. It's 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 very true. So the flow piece is them then taking the ownership of it, as opposed to someone saying, you know, that's not good enough. Mm. Who needs to hear that's not good enough? They yeah. already know yeah. in their in their heart of soul that uh, that they've missed something. So Richard, would you come up um, against those who are not being who are being inauthentic? So how important is authenticity in this piece? Uh, oh, that's a great question. My my answer back to you is, how happy do you want to be? Mm. So the way I would answer that is, I think authenticity in my world completely aligns with your levels of happiness, because I don't see how you can be happy if you're not being authentic. Yep. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. And and you know we were talking before about connection with people and what you can pick up with them. And there's so much stuff that flows out of someone who's authentic. And I remember someone saying to me once, you know, once you can fake authenticity, you've got you've it. Got it. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, the, the wiser I get or the longer I get, I, I'm, I'm on this planet, 
the more I realise how hard it is to fake genuine authenticity. Yeah. Because it's just so much stuff that I pick up on about whether a person I think is being authentic. You know, mm. does their behaviour match who I think they who they say they want to be is the first thing. Do they look like they're enjoying the experience? Yeah. You know, do they do they emanate proactive energy or do they emanate some other type of energy? And, and it just you just pick it up. Man. And are they congruent with who they like yeah. to think they are? Yeah. And, and uh, so how much of that do you think lines back with uh, Stephen Covey's work in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People where he gets the student to imagine that they're at a funeral and takes yep. them through this yep. cool visualisation where you actually realise it's you and what would you like said about you Correct. at your eulogy? Is it similar to that? It is similar to that. In, in actual fact, you just reminded me of that story. Man, you've got an amazing memory, Rick. Has anyone ever actually said that to you? I call him the elephant. <laughs> He's extraordinary, isn't he? Is, he is extraordinary. And it's what that really, means to you, just so I get the three full well, uh, the full three layers. It's, it's a real talent, though, man. It's a real it means talent. That I don't have to remember anything because I know that Rick's got it covered. I'm already on, I'm already on yeah, to I the next thing. Yeah, I should actually. Stay In my mind, I'm already there. <laughs> Well, thank you, mate. No, I appreciate it. But it's it's really because I, I think like you, I've just enjoyed being around universal principles. And yeah, when someone explains yeah. it, to me, great coaches are great simplifiers. Yeah, when someone gives yeah. you an analogy or a story like that, you go, yeah, well, if I'm not there, what would I want said about me? If I'm not in the room, Correct. how would yeah. I want the room talking about me? And so act, act that way. Yeah. yeah. So whether it's a funeral, whether it's a room, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. You and, know, um, it just doesn't matter. I think it's just about getting clear on it. And just when someone, when you ask someone to give you their purpose, how often do you find it coming in about three paragraphs long or you know, a full page <laughs> and then you say, can we break that down into a sentence? Is yeah, that what you do? Yeah, three yeah. words are better than 33. Thank you, Yeah, Johnny. exactly. So in a way, I'm a bit of a frustrated surgeon and, uh, and, and that's actually about taking a 33-word statement and, and moving it down to three or four words. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a lot of fun too. And I, I think the other part that's real fun with me is if – you know, I say to someone, say, you know, what what is your purpose? And unless a per- person can actually go bang, 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 yeah. they don't actually know it. And so what I find funny is a person says, oh, yes, I know my purpose. I say, so what is it? And then they'll go, well, it's, it's about – and you can actually see them thinking. Yeah. And at that point in my head, I'm asking – the next question is, how well do you think you know your purpose? Mm. because when a person – if a person can't roll it off, they don't know it in my world. Because, and if they don't know it, how do they subconsciously then access it? Yeah. So if you're walking around and you're going, I think my purpose is um, – then the, the, that split second, that, is, that scenario is moved. Yeah, there's no and reinforcement of it. No, and you've missed the opportunity to be authentic. And yeah. so how does that feel? Well, mm. I think everybody within themselves knows – who they really want to be and what their value proposition is. And, and if you don't know what your value proposition is, just take some time to sit down and say, what are the things that mean a lot to me? And at the moment, my top three values, and it's taken a while to get to this point, it's wisdom, love and peace. And do I demonstrate those things all the time? Man, no, I fall, I fall really short sometimes. <laughs> I think the good part about it though is that I can at least sit there and say, hang on, how did that behaviour that you just demonstrated there, how did that demonstrate love? And if the answer is no, then it's a reflection piece, which then goes back to your piece, um, Peter, about how open are people. So you've got to learn to be open with yourself and be very self-reflective and self-aware so you can actually 
check in and an athlete, you know, an athlete, what an athlete would do is modify the style a little bit, you know, whether it's a kicking style, running, or whether it's jumping or whatever it is, they just modify the behaviour a little bit so they can do it better. Mm. That's exactly what you ask people to do in behaviour management. So we've moved from purpose onto values. Let's talk more about values. And we've talked a fair bit about that um, on this show. Tell us a bit more about values and, and finding the values that resonate with you and how did – so yours are wisdom, love and peace. Yep. How did you arrive at that and what would be your, your tips for, for listeners in terms of how do they arrive at the, the values that, that, that resonate the most with them? I think you start somewhere and then I think what happened with me is they weren't my starting values. Um, over time I think what I did was I crunched – lots of values down and said what's at the essence of this value so an example would be you know uh, I could say I'd want to be honest right but in my world if I'm not honest I don't have peace so the bigger value for me was peace Um, if I'm not honest if I'm not honest then I also probably lack wisdom about self so that's where I started to drive them down to go, what are the really big pillars that I want to be renowned for yep. in my own world? So that was a work in progress. Sorry to cut you off, but that was a work in progress. How long did that take for you to refine it to the point where you could get it down to those three things simplistically? Um, it, it's a really hard question to answer, Rick. What I would say is I haven't changed those values for the last seven years. Okay, perfect. And, and, I, and I think a lot about them and, and I think the reason why that they are what they are is because aspirationally I've still got a lot of work to do. Yeah, and, and for that's almost five decades we could say they've, it's been a work in progress of your life Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's funny as a little baby, you know. Yeah, no, no, but there's, no, going, there's no shortcuts to any place worth getting to, I think, is the, uh, is the answer. So should it be three, should it be four, should it be five? Is there a particular uh, number that one would have? I think I, I like uh, I, I like the concept of, of three only because I think it's uh, it's easily recallable. Yeah. You know, I, one of the things I find fascinating is when I go and do some work in organisations and organisations propose values, right? Mm. I remember sitting in a conversation not so long ago with the CEO and the HR manager and I actually said to them, look, before I engage with you, can you tell me what your values are because it's important that – I understand your values so we can align and, and understand where there's a good connection. Do you know, both of these people couldn't tell me. And I'm, thinking, I'm sitting there thinking, whoa, how does that work? Mm. Like if you've got them and they have them, mm. but they couldn't tell me. The two, probably the two most important people in the organisation who have to, have, have to know values. And, you know, I know there's going to be some listeners sitting there thinking, oh, you know, this value stuff is really, I'm over it. You know, I think the only reason people think that is because they've never been in the space of someone authentic who really wants to drive it or a team. I shouldn't say one person because it's a team. Mm. The the team really wants to live and own the values, that's a completely different game. If you've ever been in that space, it's yep. dead set inspirational. Absolutely. And most people don't really know what they value till they don't have it anymore. Once yeah. they don't have it, now they value it. Yeah, so exactly. rather than learn what we value by, you know, uh, I guess, scarcity of it, why don't we actually just get an abundance of it by identifying it and go searching for it and bring it into our environment to a degree. Would, you, would that be a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I think the idea of sharing your values with people who you care about, like I, the best conversations are when my kids say to me, or, Pete, you know, my good friends and my kids and you know, most powerful team in my life without a doubt is my family. They'll say, Dad, so how's that value of uh, love working for you right now? You know, it's like, oh, man. 
But that's what you need. You yeah. need people in the team. Your little black needles. Yeah. You know, well, I call them gold needles in a way. Right. Because they give you the insight, you know. They give you the insight to go, mm, yeah, absolutely. And, so and It doesn't help when your wife's uh, gender, the beautiful gender, who is uh, very articulate in this space as well, off her own bat. So yeah. you, you're around some pretty high standards, brother. Well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, it, it's a whole lot of, yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. But I think that's why why it's important for people to know what they are. And, you know, if you don't know them, just don't have them. It's, mm. it's more peaceful for you not to have them. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. And we could probably, on our website, Rick, we could um, get a list of values. And it's the way I did it with a coach in recent times is then you don't think too hard about it. I need three. And like as Richard said, yeah. the, the process that I used was I, I broke it down to 20, then I got to 10. Mm. Then I carried mm. them around with me. And then you break it down to say mm. three, four or five, yeah, whatever it may that's be. That's really so cool. Bit by bit. And then then it, then you do it over time. Let it just marinate a little yeah. bit within the mind in terms of – and you'll know. You'll know because their values, they are integral to who you are mm. um, as a person. So. And I think the other thing with that, mate, is the longer you have them around, the more you can go, you know what, I thought a month ago this would be really in my top three. I'm now realising yeah. over the yeah. last month it's pr- probably not even in my top five, so yeah. I can let that one go. Yeah. Uh, or this is one mum would want me to have. And <laughs> now I realise it's probably more for her benefit than my benefit, so you get to refine it over time. Yeah. So, so, Richard, this leads us to behaviours, and I've been so looking forward to getting to this part of our this is your be- You've been banging on about behaviours all year. Well, well, I have because it's one thing to talk about about it and mm. you know what I should do or you know gunner and all that sort of stuff but but I'm all about you know authenticity and integrity and so forth and how we live our lives and we live our lives through behaviors talk to us about that okay so I think the thing if I, if I go from Rick's point around um oh, actually it was yours Peter and I think Rick agreed you can start off with <laughs> typically uh, does <laughs> I follow. I'm a follower you can you can start off with you know, a whole heap of behaviours. I think the the game for me is to be able to say to somebody, all right, so if you know these are your values and if it if it's an inorganisation, I think the next bit, if you want a team um, to work consistently towards an outcome and you being the individual as a part of that team, I think the game is then to say, okay, so what's the best value, what's the best behaviour that I can that I can match this value with? Yep. So if we use the example of, the wisdom value for me, um, the behaviour would be explore all things that drive and generate wisdom in your world. And so that just simply means that I that I can't be close to anything. It, I may not agree with it, but I have to sit with it for a bit before I make my decision. Right, yes? So where do you seek that out? Do you seek that through books? Do you seek oh, that through TED Talks? Do you seek right that, here. Yeah, okay. So I, experiences, I, yeah, experiences. Because I think, I mean, all of the above. But I think, I think we there's so much we can learn from fellow human beings if we were just more present. Yeah, mm. you know, like I learn from you know you guys, and I've learned just the interaction and watching the and I'm learning you know this setup that you you had magnificently here and <laughs> and the quality of the of the of the communication as I spoke, and now I understand what it's about because I asked a few questions, you know. So that's the wisdom piece. It doesn't matter what it is. I think people just have to learn to be more childlike with their curiosity. You know, how does that work? Yeah. What does it taste like? And what does it smell like? And how does it feel? Just and, be inquisitive. Yeah, just be inquisitive. But you know, people haven't got time to be inquisitive. You know, no. got to run around here and do this and do that. That's sad because that's where wisdom comes from most of the time. Or I'm the leader and I've got the title, so I have to be the smartest person in the room. Oh man, tell me about it. Like that's <laughs> such an albatross around people's necks. Yeah. You have to, you, whoever believes that they can be that person, 
like mm. the smartest, wisest, best person in the space. It's, it's, it's I think really this is a, this is one of the big reasons that Rick and I love doing this podcast and started this podcast because we are eternal learners and wisdom is is, is very high on our oh, on our values and we we genuinely just want to find better ways to do things so we're, we're constantly looking at the life hacks and so forth and richard for those listeners listening to richard and just the the wisdom that comes out of your mind there's not one pen or paper in front of you one note this is all just downloaded from your mind yeah which means you you live and breathe this on a daily basis yeah well, I, thanks peter it's, it's a very kind thing to say it's funny i was reflecting on that and i and i thought to myself you know what um, one of my favourite sayings is the individual within the system that has the greatest number of available behaviours controls the system. And what that simply means, it's a, it's a bit complicated, but what it simply <laughs> means is whatever environment a person steps into, they should be able to draw on whatever behaviour they need to control that space. Mm-hmm. And so when I was coming along, I thought to myself, no, I'm really comfortable to go with the flow and go wherever it will be, wherever it will take me, and it's not about me not being prepared. It's actually about me testing whether the the simplicity of the philosophy that I have actually works. Yeah, and I'm I'm not saying it's my philosophy because it's not. It's it's a it's a combination of all the wise people in the world, and you refine it all. But I think if you can walk into a space and just go, okay, so what's going to happen now? Yeah. And, and see what goes on. And trust that you've got the resources. Trust, in you. trust yeah. Because yeah, yeah, trust trust I, I remember you and I chatted about this a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But I can remember having to do a talk at our son's school. And that was really interesting to a bunch of you know, grade five, six leaders, as they called them. And so mm. I'm having a chat with them after the teacher does this beautiful introduction like all teachers do. And I just got down on the mat with them and sat down and started talking. Later that day, I had to do a presentation at Cricket Australia Yeah, for Cricket Australia leaders. And I said, hey, guys, just come over here. Let's just all sit down in a common room. And we all sat down. On a ma- I followed the same resource used mm. a few hours earlier. Mm. And then that night, I spoke on a platform. That was very hard to get you know, mm. a few hundred people to sit down. But, yeah. but I remember thinking to myself, I really did the same talk three times today. Yeah. Yeah. Just in three kind of different ways of delivery, but the message was still ultimately the same. And so, you know, I love, you know, again, this is why I wish we should video some of these sessions. But if you're seeing Richard, yeah. he's he's pretty pretty chilled at the minute. He's a wise counsel. He's got that almost Obi Wan Kenobi look about him, <laughs> but he is absolutely just it's like it's not stuff. Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I went Obi Wan. <laughs> I was going to say Mickey from Rocky, but that would be a wrong <laughs> look. <laughs> Richard, you shared with Rick and I the most amazing amazing leadership concept and leadership is something that um that most strive for now whether it be in a work life or home life Mm -hmm. um could you take us through it it's 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 an amazing model and i'd love you to take some time and actually step us through Mm. um this leadership model because i think the listeners undoubtedly will get huge amounts of benefit from this um thanks peter yeah look it's people often ask me um what leadership was about and I thought to myself after enough people asking that it's time for me to really come up with what I think might be a model that could stand the test of time and be applied in any situation and so um, I should say that I started off with a linear model here um, but during a workshop with Monash Uni recently uh, a student came up to me and said look I think this should be circular and uh, it was an amazing insight and um, to that student you know who you are I'm very grateful Um, The model goes like this, that at the start, um, you start with a vision. So the vision's got to be really clear, it's got to be inspiring, it's got to be aspirational, it's got to have a benefit to humanity. So that can be your purpose if you're an individual, but if you're a business, 
what is it? What is your business vision that you can start to work towards? And then yep. you decide what are the three values. So in our business, the vision is co-create high-performance outcomes. The three values are people, passion and performance. So we have to play with those values in everything we do. Otherwise, again, we're moving away from being authentic and yep. so the connection breaks. Yep. The behaviours then become what are the what's one behaviour under each value that you could and should practice so that you could become more authentic in that space. Yeah. And then what happens is once you actually start working with those three things, and this is where the leaders of the space and the leader leader's role is critical because unless they can maintain the focus on the vision and the values and the behaviours and positively compliment them when they're needing to be complimented and also identify when they need to be better aligned that's where you see whether you've got a leader who's actually right for the space so once you've got your behaviors you then get what's called a culture yeah so every culture is a result of what's gone before the culture which is the behaviors the values and the vision and I reckon people know this, you know, you walk into a cafe or you walk into a business and I'm sure you guys will agree, there's a vibe. Mm. I know we talk about vibes a lot, but there's just a vibe, isn't yeah. there? Like yep. you you walk in and you go, man, this is a real vibe here. And you sort of find out, okay, so the person behind the, the counter is someone who actually is connecting and wants to be there rather than someone who's marking time. Yeah. And so I then want to know who's involved in that and who's driving that and and that's how this works. So once you get the culture and the culture is a reflection of all the other steps, you then get the outcome. So a lot of people go, you know, yeah, but it's about a bottom line. Well, I'm here to challenge them in that and say, do you know what, if you get the right, you get these preceding steps right, the bottom line looks after itself. So if you get the above the line in alignment, the bottom line takes care of itself. Absolutely, yeah. And and what I'm looking for all the time with every person I interface with is is how – Aligned are they with what I think the rules of a game should be? Um, The game of life is simply what is it I want to get out of life? Who do I want to be in the process? What's important to me and what are the connections I need to make and honour in the process? Um, And if you, you know, again, it's it's if you're going to travel to Fiji, you've got to know how you're going to get there, don't you? But first of all, you've got to know I'm going to go to Fiji. Otherwise, mm. you, you know, where are you going to go? Yeah. You could end up in Bali. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that model, you know, we use it in our family, use it as a sports team, and how far you go with it is really up to the circumstance and the situation. Yeah. But I think the other piece is the ownership that people have in that. So it's not the leader holding everyone accountable. It's the actual team getting into a space where they, ha- they hold people accountable. So you presented this at, at, at university. Yeah. Um, in front of students. So it goes from vision, values, behaviours, culture, outcomes. Yep. But then there was something else that you that was added to this. Could you yeah, tell exactly. us about this? Because this is this is probably the Yeah, the real the missing chunk, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it fascinating? The piece that I didn't add, I didn't acknowledge. Isn't that amazing, <laughs> huh? There you go. Um, learning for self, number two. My ego gets in the way. So, yes, there's a student who we were doing this with. Um, We've done this with all sorts of organisations. I love students because they're more open, I think. You know, they haven't been adulterised just yet. And um, and I mean that in a different context. Nicest possible way. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so the student came up to me and said, Richard, I think think your model's really good, but I think there's a really important piece missing. And I said, yeah, what is that? And he said, I think that there has to be a reflection piece in the middle of this circle because what – Without the reflection, nobody really can tell whether we're delivering on each of those things. And mm. it was just like, man, 
like you talk about Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, just, I'm looking at Yoda here, yeah. who's in you know <laughs> year, microphone drop. Yeah, year, year three at Monash, uh, you know, engineering program, and is uh, one of the the leadership cohort. Amazing, just an amazing insight. But so you know yeah. where he's going to go or she? They're going to end up at the top of their field because they're very much into that sort of. I don't just want to know how it works. I want to know why it works. Yeah, and where's, yeah, the, yeah. where's the pieces that can add to that? Yeah. So tap into this reflection. So is this a bit like a a rear view mirror, windscreen, looking forward, looking back. Yeah. That perspective. Yeah. What, talk to us more about this reflection piece. So I think what that's about for me is it's really about going, okay, so if we propose, if we profess to be these people and if we profess to have these values, then how well are we actually demonstrating that? And I was actually at a meeting with Reach, the Reach Foundation, just a couple of days ago because I'm involved with a charity, Stop One Punch Can Kill. And um, we're looking to partner with them. And the thing about why I'm talking about them is because they actually sat down and at the start of their meeting, they actually went through um, shout outs and acknowledgements around their values. Mm. And I thought, man, I've seen that happen before and it's a great, it's a really great idea. And I just thought to myself, there's an organisation that's making sure their values are generic to how they operate and they know them and they talk to them. And I thought, that's magnificent. Yeah. So I think that's I – th- I hope that answers, answers yeah. your question. I, I think if organisations have values, then they should make them – they should be live values. They shouldn't just be something that's on a wall because that's ridiculous. L- let's use the values to, to really propel performance. And maybe the other thing I'd add on that is when organisations have values, I'm amazed at how many people fail to use the, the values of the organisation to further their – arguments causes and career because if an organization says we are about respect then there's lots of people who have disrespectful conversations with leaders or leaders have disrespectful conversations so what do you think a good question is for the from the person back to the leader can you please tell me how this conversation is actually demonstrating a value of respect Mm -hmm. that this organization purports to support so, mate, one of the things I did once, and I don't know if I shared this with Pete, but I was asked to go and help a guy who was saying, yeah, we've got a bit of a culture issue. Can you come up and just have a meeting? And I said, yeah, no problems. That was in Sydney and I flew up. And we are meant to meet at 12. At 12.28, I'm still waiting in his ante room. And I thought, well, that's a little bit, you know, he's making his time more important than anyone else's time. Yeah, so that's right. not a good start. At like 12.32, he greets me as if I just arrived for my 12 o'clock. Come in, sit down. Uh, thanks for coming up. Got a few issues here. Don't know if this is going to be a great meeting or not. I'm thinking, well, that's a great way to start it. Haven't pre-framed it really well. Mm. I go, well, talk me through. What was he? Oh, we just don't have alignment here. Well, what do we value here? He goes, oh, well, we value um, like exactly what you're saying, Richard. He had to think about what he valued there. And one of the values he said was integrity. And I kid you not, without a word of a lie, his phone goes, Bzzz, and say, yeah. It's like, it's Mr. Day on line one. Just tell him I'm out. Now, where were we? I said, oh, I think we were man. at integrity. Yeah, and man. you just asked your receptionist to lie for you. Yeah. Yep, he goes, what yep, do you mean? Yep. That's not, that's, we, we always have to do that. Otherwise, we have interruptions. No, no. What we say is, can you just tell Mr. Day that I'm in a meeting at the minute mm. and I'll wrap up this meeting in the next 30 minutes. Give me a number where he'll be 30 minutes from now. Correct. He goes, oh, yeah. well, sorry. I didn't. Yeah, well, it's no biggie. I go, but it's the little things that you yeah, actually plant yeah. that affect the bigger things. The, the funny part about that is, you know, self-aware people, if you're in the room there, I pick up on that in a split yeah, second. So, yeah. And th- th- I think what leaders need to realise is that it's every behaviour that you demonstrate, people make a decision and judge you on. And 
you don't have to be a leader for that to happen, but I think it applies even more so with leaders. Yeah, And absolutely. I think it's phenomenal that people have such low emotional intelligence to fail to realise how that behaviour completely destroys the value in that organisation and mm. what leads then to people saying, you know what, this is a joke. Mm. And, and that's exactly what it is, frankly. Mm. In my mm. opinion. So rather than have that model, Pete, on our side, I think we just make sure that people approach Richard through yeah. you know, his site, which I think is important. So the email we've given in, uh, you know, uh, potentialist at iCloud.com. Yeah. If people want to get that, I can just email them out as a coaching handout. And if they want to just check you out through your website, richardday.com.au. Yep. Uh, so that's just Richard Day as it should be spelt, uh, D-A-Y as in opposite tonight and uh, .com.au. Richard, how do you how do you see the future and uh, right. and 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 I guess the challenges that that people are going to be facing more and more as, as time goes on and and what would you say to what, what we need to get really good at now to prepare ourselves for then? Mm, wonderful question, Peter. I I have a simple answer for you. I think what can what I'm most excited about. Let me change the frame. What I'm most excited about is the increasing levels of ownership, responsibility and accountability that some people are demonstrating in our society. The flip side is, what I'm also <laughs> concerned about, is the amount of blame, excuses and denial that people demonstrate on a daily basis which prevents them from learning anything. So, it's, so the biggest concern I have is that we need more people being prepared to own this. I'll give you a very quick story, actually, if I may. Mm. Um, I, I was booked to do a presentation in an organisation yesterday and um, they cancelled at the last minute. And my wife said, look, you know, are you aware that there is a cancellation fee? And they said, yes, we are. And anyway, so when I got home, I thought, mm, I'll just check to see on the proposal I sent that I actually included that. And as fate would have it, for whatever reason, I hadn't included the cancellation fee. It just wasn't on the proposal. So then I actually got onto the email. I said, guys, I've just reviewed my email, my proposal I sent to you, and um, as far as you making an offer to reimburse me for the cancelled session, um, I'm going to um, politely point out to you that it's actually my error. It doesn't say anything on your proposal about cancellation and if you didn't if you don't know about it how can you possibly be held accountable for it it's my fault and it's going to be interesting because I sent the email off and said you know um, just let me know when you want to reschedule as far as I'm concerned I'll take the ownership of that so I guess what I'm talking about is 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 being able to just look at yourself in the mirror and say hang on you know who is really at fault here and um walk away and take the hit on the chin and, and, and recognise what it means to be authentic around that. But I think it also meets one of your values, which is wisdom. It can't be more wise than taking personal responsibility for opportunities and or challenges that come your way. You've looked at it and gone, maybe I contributed to that a little bit by not having it there. Yeah, so and I've, the peace bit, I think, too. Really. Yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah. me, I can't sit there and go, oh, yeah, it's nice of them to pay me for the cancellation, but in actual fact, they never knew about yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. fair dink, I, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> that wouldn't sit well with me. I like the way the Jen said, 
said, though, you do realise that there's a cancellation <laughs> fee and they've gone, yeah, we yeah, do. <laughs> and she would do because she's handled a lot of them and, and she was un- – so she said to me last night, she said, um, how long are you going to take to just adjust your proposal template to make sure the cancellation <laughs> – and I said, darling, uh-huh. it's down on the sheet to do on the weekend. As in so. what I heard there was uh, when would now be a good time to do <laughs> yeah, that? Exactly that would be right. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the way, Richard, you said what, what am I excited about? And it, it, it's great. It's just you, you've got such, you seem to have such a positive – outlook on things and 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 you love to uh, what i'm imagining here is you love to find a way to to break through these barriers that that people may have and um mm. and, and challenges that people may have we're, we're all very different we're all experiencing different things at different times at different moments and uh and i know you still get excitement you know how many years has it been now in the, in the coaching field Oh, probably 30 all up in yeah, some respects, 25, so, <laughs> yeah, Oh, that's lovely. Gee yeah. whiz. He was an intern. But, but you, still, you still get that enjoyment, you still get that excitement from it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope you can tell because you I, can. I, think, I think you probably can tell. Yeah, but um, I don't want people to be thinking that this is a rah-rah coach either. This is someone who's mm-hmm. uh, very controlled in his energy and very focused in his delivery as you know, I'm sure pensive. we're getting. Yeah, quite pensive. And, um, and just another thing you're excited about, I know, your family's extending uh, clearly as your sons uh, you know, bring their beautiful partners into your family. Yeah. How do you go about sort of, you know, do they feel like they've entered a cult with all these values <laughs> and you know, uh, that, the that flow? Is, that is you such walk a, into your house and there's that, this model on the wall. Uh, <laughs> I've actually been into a place, that person's place that had that and it was really, really compelling. Um, it was about what we do. We do love, we do forgiveness, we do self-belief and we do confidence. This is who and we are as a family? Yeah, yeah it was like are. really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but um, funny story about that actually um, – when people come into our family unit, they, they, as they've said to me, they find it really quite um, challenging. Um, and I don't know, it's not challenging because I, because we, you know, we ask them questions because we don't. It's, there's something about a really cohesive team that I think people sometimes ask themselves, you know, do I measure up? Mm. And, and, and that's interesting, but, you know, um, the good news is that everybody measures up at some point because if they're in for the long term with my kids, my kids are smart enough to know who, who to select and why they're selecting them. That's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's funny, you know, I, I've never thought once for a second, I've never had any concerns about who my kids would partner with and how they'd make their, their way in their lives just because I figure if you do the really powerful groundwork at the start, then you really – it's like they get skills that they use and they can direct their life and they play life on their terms, which is just really cool. And in wrapping up, um, how do you sort of refill your cup? How do you fill yourself up with things? Because you're giving so much out and you can't sort of, you know, pour out from a, an empty cup, obviously. You have to refill, you know, refill mm. from time. So what do you, uh, more to that, I'm not saying where do you find your fundamentals that you coach. It's really what do you do to mm. uh, get back in touch with who you are and you know, not escape, but what do you no, do no, to, a good question. to re-energise, I guess? Yeah, I think, I think what we're talking about is the concept of recovery. And yeah. I think every, yep. per, every professional really should have an understanding of that. There's a really cool article that was written back in uh, 2001 it's, it's a few years now but it's still very relevant at um, Harvard Business Review by a couple of guys called um, Lauren Schwartz and there are that the article was called I think the business athlete um, so to answer your question Rick there are four ritual areas that I play with a lot to make sure my recovery is right um, the first one is um, physical rituals yep so um, I have an hour and a half blocked out every day for me at the gym 
aerobic stretching meditation that's that's what so it is so it's a 90 minute daily block absolutely and is i've that, done is that. that every 5 days a week 7 days a week uh, 6 days well a week? i go 6 days a week but th- that's just because because <laughs> you can <laughs> no I, I was about to say i love it you know i, I it's actually that's not <laughs> exactly true <laughs> exactly i hate it when i walk in but i love it when i walk out yeah. Got it. um so there's that then there's the emotional rituals of being aware of the emotions that you have that are not helpful to you or healthy for you. Got it, yeah. Um, the third one is what are the behaviours that you practise that are aligned with who you want to be? And then the final one is the spiritual ritual, which is not a religious thing. It's just about, you know, understanding your purpose is the journey. That, are you still aligned in the right way with the journey and, um, and taking time to just reflect on who you are and what you're about? And if we jumped into your iPod shuffle, there'd be the Chili Peppers. I know that because I've seen you dancing yeah. to the Chili Peppers, which is not a good look. It's got to be said, but um, you, you you like your music, you like your um, you like concerts, you like sort of getting out yeah, with Jen. Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. J- just things. I, I think the experience for me is again being open to whatever things. Like the, the kids bought me a glider package on the weekend, so I was gliding. And um, <laughs> oh, let me wow. t- let me tell you, doing a three sixty degree roll in a glider is really like it was quite stomach journey were they doing that out of love or thinking inheritance was there a chance uh, no, there that no, they no, might no. be thinking no no it was definitely it's not it's not the most dangerous things they've they've asked me to do so no, it's, right, it's, it's okay, quite so. okay but um do it's funny still, do you still, sorry do you still have the car that you polish up the is it a hz or was it a, was it a hq oh a no hot? that was a long time ago man no no i've moved no. to a much more environmentally conscious car now yeah okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's actually not a Tesla. I could I could be even more environmentally conscious. I guess I was talking about petrol consumption and living in the inner city. Now I don't, we don't use I don't no. use cars as much. So. No, that's great. Yeah. Well, Richard, you've um, you've given our listeners and, and and Rick and myself certainly an incredible amount of awareness and alignment in our thinking. And um, you've been so generous with your time. You've been so generous with with sharing and just the outpouring of incredible insights. Um, to what you do is we're eternally grateful for um, for what you've done. We're going to get you back. You know that. Um, <laughs> we know we'll be we'll be pressured by our listeners <laughs> to get you back because um, there's just some incredible things there that you can implement immediately into one's life mm. that you can see some immediate. Um, traction in terms of uh, where you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's fair to say that uh, if life is easy, we'd all be successful. We do need mentors. We do need coaches. Some of them are in our lives, fortunately, as you are in ours, Richard, and um, others need to be seeked out. And he's not that hard to catch. It's uh, Richard Day. Just Google Richard Day. You'll find him. You know, it's uh, richardday.com.au is his website. He is a human potentialist. He does take you to where you need to get to, not through direction, but with collaboration. And, you know, in this day and age where... I don't know, mate, apparently everyone's a coach. You know, if they've got a mm. little bit of track record, they're a coach. Mm. This is a guy who's not serving up you know, old Cokes in shiny new Pepsi Max cans. This is someone who's got the benefit of more than three decades of living success principles and delivering them uh, in absolute space. And he's done it here over two episodes of Voices of Value. If you like the content, please share it with your networks, your family, your friends. This is one that would work in the professional arena, no doubt. This would also be an episode that would work in your personal arena and your family and those you love. Do rate it. Do get in touch with Richard. He welcomes 
us the feedback. The only way we'll know that this has been successful for you is if you actually let us know that you got some value from it. So Pete and I look forward to receiving those. Richard, we look forward to having you back again and we'll call in another favour. Pete, another great episode of Voices of Value. Thank you so much, Richard. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a real pleasure and uh, thank you for making me feel so welcome and also for the intellectually challenging questions. It's and really uh, just one more layer to that, otherwise I'll feel that it's un- uh, unauthentic. <laughs> <laughs> We trust you enjoyed listening to Voices of Value, a shared conversation between Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos. Their views are not necessarily those of the wider world, but they should be. If you're keen to enhance the quality of your life even further in the future, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your preferred podcast source. Our website is voicesofvaluepodcast.com. And we welcome both your feedback and ratings on the content we provide. Join the conversation again next week when Peter and Rick continue the search for truth, justice and the value-added way.